1: Would be from De Guise puts a kick out wide, looking
2: for Chandelier, and Earls it again. Oh, stop it! It's starting to hurt. Rugby league, rugby
1: league. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Super Coach Playbook podcast. I am your host, Tim Williams. Apologies if I'm a bit flat tonight, guys. have been on the screen of Arse Sheiks up in Byron Bay for the weekend. Just landed, so it's been a pretty big weekend, but we're here. We're good to go and ready to talk, talk a bit of footy. Uh, joining us tonight, he's had a two-week spell, so he's fresh off a layoff. He's 2019 Supercoach GM in Des Creek. Desi, how are you, mate?
0: Yeah, fresh off, but still tired. Um, yeah, go, going about as well as any other non-Tedesco owners right now, Timmy. Um, but I will say this, I'm enjoying my Supercoach this year more than ever, despite being so lowly ranked. Um, it's just less stressful, to put it simply, and I'm enjoying watching my pods play each week. Just stacked my team full of pods now over the last couple of weeks, so it's been exciting to watch, yeah. There's Mate, gone, was... gone rogue, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Stress-free Supercoach 4, you must be so good after having to run through last year.
0: Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Last year, I mean, I can't imagine what those guys at the top of feeling right now because it's... The scoring is just insane this year. We've never seen scores this high ever. Um, it's just yeah, it's, the whole game's just based on attacking stats right now. Base stats out the window. It is.
1: <laughs> also joining us tonight is the regular, the man himself, the Supercoach
2: Spy. Spy, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Um, coming off a reasonable Supercoach weekend and getting my boy Cam Munster back. It looks like on Friday, so it's looking up for the Spy, and uh, I'll try to ride this wave of momentum, lads.
1: Mate, you had a good week on the weekend?
2: Yeah, I dragged 1,320. I know there were some bigger scores out there, but it it got me into the top 13% overall. So I'm just sort of having a look at targeting the top 10% and then see if I can get higher from there once I just need a bit of a roll on, to be honest. I just need a few good weeks in a row, injury-free, and see what we can do.
1: Nicely done, mate. Good to see you find a bit of momentum uh, the Mighty Kuma Stallions dropped a little bit. We finished with 13.50, um, dropped to ninety first place overall, so still sitting, sitting all right and roughly in there with a hunt. Um, I, was, I was a bit worried on Sunday. I, had, uh, I wasn't looking too great score-wise. Then Kurt Mann Kurt scored doubled on the updates. Caelan Ponga had some pretty good updates. Sivo and Gutho, who were pretty popular, both went down a little bit, so um, got me out of a little bit of trouble. But, yeah, hanging in there going into round 10. Uh, if you are enjoying the podcast and the general feel of all the content that we're doing, um, and you're in a position to do so, we do have added a donations tab to the article uh, that holds the podcast. Um, If you're in a position to do so and donate to the website to help the future of the podcast, that'd be fantastic. A lot of people are going through some pretty tough times at the moment, so certainly don't worry too much. Um, But there is a lot of time and resources put into the website and the podcast, so it'll help us to sustain it going forward and improve it into the future. Um, So see how you go there, but no dramas if not. Guys, let's get on to – we'll get straight into the team's analysis for round 10. Um, just for anything, there hadn't been too many injuries. There was a couple of little suspensions, and we, we'd get a bit of a free go into the next round for the first time in what feels like months. Um, there was a few curlies thrown into the team announcement this week. We do start with the Roosters and the Raiders, the grand final rematch, Thursday, 7.50 p.m. at the Sydney Cricket Ground. At the Roosters, massive news for Supercoach, with Brett Morris returning on the wing he was a very late scratching last weekend, which was a bummer for owners. He comes in in place of Ryan Hall, who was popular last weekend. Uh, I jumped onto him. I know the spy jumped onto him. Um, he's lost his spot to Matt Icavalu, as he should. He scored five tries. Absolutely r- ridiculous from the right winger there. Um, Captain Boyd Corden is back after a head knock, pushing Mitch Orbison to the bench, and Paoso Farmasilli moves to the reserves. Dazzy, what do you like him at the Roosters, mate? They are a hot commodity at the moment. After this week, their draw is incredible. Um, you've got to be interested in a few players there. Are you bringing in Tedesco or are you just riding with it?
0: Uh, no, I can't, I can't bring him in. Um, <laughs> all I can say about this one is I'll be praying for Canberra to step up their defence and shut him down. But, yeah, he'll still go 100-plus just based off how much ball they feed him. Left and right, tackle busting everywhere. He's He's pretty much undefendable at this point. Like, he's... He's becoming quickly the greatest fullback to ever play the game. I put him almost ahead of Billy Slater right now. Um, yeah. Kieran and Flanagan might struggle a bit more than normal this week. They've both been pretty solid. Um, Crichton should get safe, 70-80. Um, but if Canberra defend well on the edges, the Roosters, centers and Wingers might have some sort of sub-par scores from what we've been seeing so far. Um, on the Canberra front, there's not much of note. I mean, without Hodgson – um, they, they're they going to be really struggling to go direct through the roosters. It won't suit people like Kapali or Tarpany, those sort of dudes. But if they if they do try and go around the roosters, it could be good for um, Jackie White and George Williams if they get enough field position because at mm. the end of the day, it's all going to come down to penalties. Penalties are winning games. As we saw in that Titans-Warriors uh, game last week where they got zero penalties and I, mm. I chucked the captain on ITS and uh, – yeah, the rest is history, but in what in what world do the Titans concede zero penalties over 80 minutes? Tell me, boys. No,
1: no, in a world where you're trying to defend your title, um, this is the kind of shit that goes wrong for you, but that RTS in and captaincy move was pretty clutch for you. so I'll pay that. Mate, you were pretty interested in uh, Nat Butcher.
0: Yeah, I was, but then uh, Monsters back in, so I, I think I, I, I was planning on trading in Butcher, but... With Monster back in, I think I just have to bring him in because I love him. Um, I probably trade out Lua and bring in Monster and maybe enough Arrow because Arrow's is just not getting the minutes. I think he, he's worth just nothing because Carrigan's good enough to just play in a secondary forward now. I think he's pretty much solidified himself as a keeper. So yeah, I'm probably going to backflip on my trades and bring in Monster.
1: Yeah, that's it, mate. He's a huge name. We'll get to the Storm later. Uh, And I'll admit with you, mate, I I can't see the Raiders winning it. They're absolutely decimated with injuries, and that Hodgson loss is massive. But I do think they're going to be really fired up for this, and I do think they're going to put in a pretty good show. Um, I, I think the Roosters win I think they probably win well but look I don't think they're going to get away with it and I think the Raiders will be gritty and, and it might be you know a, a 20 to 6 type scoreline so maybe not too massive but the Roosters are coming into some very easy opposition over the
2: next month or two um, Spy, what are your thoughts on this one? Mate, there's a lot going on at the Roosters for mine. Um, despite Desi opting not to bring in Teddy, I genuinely think that if you don't have him in your team and you want to really go up the ranks for the rest of the year or stay in touch, you just have to find a way to bring him in, whether that's dropping a gun forward or just nothing out someone who would otherwise be a keeper. I don't really care what it takes. I think you have to get Teddy in, not necessarily this week. Raiders may turn up, but... The run after that, unless they rest him or he gets injured, he's going to go ballistic again. So, listeners, I think you just need to do what you can to get him in. If you don't, just pray that they rest him or maybe he does a a slight injury for a few weeks. But outside of that, (laughs) um, I've got Brian Hall as well, as you mentioned. I'm thinking about flicking flicking him straight to Ikevalu. I love any Roosters winger at the moment, especially their run coming up. He'll make a bunch of cash as well. I'm also looking closely at Takiaho to partner Payne House in my front row. His minutes are on the up lately. I did a pre-season article on him. When he gets minutes, he's really, really good. And he's got attack in him as well. So I think I'm going to take a little punt on Takiyaho over someone like Klammer who's a bit more safe and rock solid. And finally, Angus Crichton got him in last week. He is working so hard. He's on an edge, but he's doing a lot of defense in the middle and just running the ball so often. With his attacking upside, I think I think he's also a must. If you can get somehow get Teddy and Crichton in over the next week or two, that would be absolute gold. Teddy's still my preference, but if you can't, I think you need to get Angus Crichton in for mine.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there, mate. I brought in Crichton last week, and that's sort of, yeah, the fact that he's doing a little bit of defending in the middle, it's just it's sent his base stats through the roof. We all know he can attack, but, you know, he's sort of been on the fringe of being elite for a couple of years now because he sort of defends on the edge and has tended to sit out there at times, but... Nate, I do think he's a massive chance of getting rest over the next couple of uh, months to two at different times, and it'll come out of nowhere. Um, but I think you've just got to buy him and just bite the bullet. Um, it'll happen from time to time, and if it does, so be it. Uh, at the Raiders, I think I really like Josh Papali. He's a guy I was looking to bring in this week at around about 600K uh, we talked about him all, pretty well all season. We said if he gets his minutes up, um, you know, we'll be looking to buy him when he does. He's now up to 62 minutes. Um, you know, with Gill gone, um, a few of the other middle forwards gone. Um, Havili's now moved to hooker, which is good, so he's not going to be in that middle rotation. Tommy Starling's on the bench, so he'll come on and spend time at hooker. Um, I just think Papa plays 60-plus minutes, and he's such a weapon. Um, I have held on to Carrigan, though, so I'm with Des, and I'm playing him as my second front rower to Payne Haas. And while he's playing those minutes, he played 80 minutes last weekend, Pat Carrigan. Um, you know, we'll get to Brisbane later. But there's no Matt Lodge. There's no David Fafita. Um, I'll just keep playing them. But I think Josh Papali is a really, really good partner with upside um, to Payne Haas there. Moving on from that game, and we head over to the Storm Titans, Friday 6 p.m. at the Sunshine Coast. The Spy was the happiest bloke in Australia when Cam Munster got named. He's back in place of Riley Jacks. Brandon Smith starts a prop for Jesse Bromwich. Felice Cafusi is back, pushing Tino um, Faustamouli, I can't pronounce it, to the bench. Chris Lewis and Marion Seve are placed. Daryl Sconning and Nico Hines on the interchange. Um, Spy owns Munster. I'm getting Munster this week. I think he's a must-have because he could go huge. Des, you're getting Cam Munster
0: as well? Most likely, yeah. Yep.
1: And do you like anything else at the Storm? Ryan Pappenhausen, um, you'd be pretty happy if you owned him after last week and then this match up here.
0: Yeah, he- holding on, it's like, I mean, you could say it's paid off, but it really hasn't. I, I mean, missing out on Tedesco. I mean, starting with Turbo, that's, what, that's when the kind, kind of started, starting Turbo over Teddy and then flipping him to Ponga, just never getting in Teddy. It just took my season downhill. But, yeah, the Storm will obliterate this item full stop. Um, the Titans have a clear game plan to just spread the ball to their centers every single play. Peachy's getting the ball like every time. But the Storm mm. will just belt them for it. They'll punish them for it. Um, Pappenhausen could go 150. monster as well. Cam Smith, easy 100, I'd say. Just off goal kicking alone. Um, mm. As a as a aker owner, my only hope is that he just makes a ton of tackles. And if they're behind on the scoreboard by some margin, he might just start throwing offloads. That that's the only hope, really. But I think the Storm win by 50.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there, mate. I think we have some massive scores too. Um, and just on the Titans, Brian Kelly and Philip Sammy both have returned to the centres with Bo Firm, the popular cheaper returning in the second row. Bryce Carright and Sam Stoner out of the side. Um, Spy, I look at this game and I look at the Storm this week. I think they have a pretty decent matchup next week. We, we've talked about all season, all since the season resumed after round two, the opportunity to target matchups like this because of all the trades. You've got no buy planning. Um, And I think it brings guys like, you know, Josh Adokar, Jerome Hughes and them sort of blokes into contention for this week, weeks like this, um, as big pods
2: but only short-term plans. What do you reckon? Yeah, I don't mind it. We've spoken about it before. I actually had a look at going Jesse Ramian to Ryan Pappenhausen this week while Ponga takes – bleeds some cash. But unfortunately, with Ryan Hall being dropped, I've got to go – It doesn't quite allow me the cash to do that, um, as was my original plan. But if you can get someone like Pappenhausen in, a little bit more risky with like Addo Carr, but he could go nuts on that left edge potentially. Womorowski's playing good footy as well. I don't mind the idea of doing it if you're in a position to to do so. Um, But, I mean, it it does – I'm not saying you have to do it, but if you're sitting there and you've got someone you wouldn't mind trading for a week or two while you eye off someone else, then why not grab someone like Pappy and see if he can go bananas?
1: Yeah. Des, um, Bo Firma, pretty popular cheapie last week. He's held his starting spot. He's moved from centre back to the second row, which is encouraging. Uh, does he tempt you to free up a bit of cash this week?
0: Mm, no. Nah, I, I think there's better options out there right now. I think we're at the point in the season where you have to look over, guy, um, over guys like him for other people. You need to nuff. It's time to start nuffing up and getting end keepers. <sighs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence a little bit. I, um. I know. Again, I think it all probably depends how your team's set up. If your team's pretty well going all right money wise and you've got backups in most major positions, you know, 18 or 19 keepers, which is really starting to happen quite quickly, you can probably, yeah, you can probably nerf and avoid firmer. But I, I don't hate him as a buyer this week, to be honest. If he does keep a spot, which is a big if, uh, there could be some decent money in yeah. I
0: mean, the, the Titans are spreading the ball enough. They're definitely getting it to their edges. So he, he should see attacking starts, no doubt. But, yeah, it's a no from me. I don't mind him, lad. If you need a bit of, bit of short-term cash and
2: someone who probably score okay, he looks not a bad prospect. So get him in if you need some money to make um, in quick time.
1: Yeah. West Tigers v. Broncos, Friday 7.55 p.m. at Leichhardt Oval. Return we'll to Leichhardt. How good is oh. that? The Tigers. There's an all-new halves pairing for the West Tigers with Josh Reynolds suspended and Luke Brooks dropping to the bench. Benji Marshall and Billy Walters will start in the halves. Tommy Talia returns from a hamstring injury on the wing in place of Reese Hoffman. Rusty Packer returns at prop with Ollie Clark dropping to the reserves. Sam McIntyre and Chris McQueen joining the bench in place of Michael Cheekham and Elijah Taylor. Geez, that Madge McGuire is a tough taskmaster. He's just, you know, it doesn't take much to see him drop, folks. At the Broncos, Ben starts in the back row for the injured skipper Alex Glenn. Joe Offen-Gowley is back from suspension on the bench in the team's only change from last week's drought-breaking win over Canterbury. Des, who do you like, disliking this one?
0: Yeah, very interesting game. Lots of supercoach relevant players, obviously. I think the Broncos should carry some momentum into this one. I think they might win it, actually. Um, mm. Obviously, Carrigan, keeper. Um, Tessie knew he actually looks dangerous every time he runs it in the attacking third. But I think he's just lacking the delivery from Crofton Milford right now. Their timing's just a little bit off. Um, do you like
1: Tessie to play in the centre wing this week?
0: I do, yeah. I actually like him. I, I do think he do, he does look dangerous every time he runs the ball. He's just lacking a bit of tackle-bust ability, um, which is what you need from a fullback. But the delivery from Milford and Croft has been very subpar, to say the least.
1: Yeah. And, hey, mate, David hey, Montaluma is getting to an affordable price for a centre wing. Um, he's had two below-par weeks by his standards. I think, I think he might have scored mid-60s without... Scoring a try or assisting, or basically any real attacking stats last week, um, he must be on your radar.
0: Yeah, he's a keeper for sure. Grant and Nofo, pretty much the only genuine keepers from the Tigers. Luciano Lua he's borderline, um, but I think there's just better options forming in the centre wing, centre, centre second row. Sorry, right now. What do you boys think yeah. of Luciano? Personally, i got time, him. I've got him as I've well. Um, I think we're both holding. In.
2: Yeah, I'm holding for now. Yeah, you go, mate.
1: Yeah. Um, just on Nofa, break even of 129. Um, they play the Broncos this week and they play the Eels. Um, they then go the Warriors, Knights, Dogs. So I'm thinking David Nofaluma after that Eels game will be under 600K with a bit of luck and then, boom, we can pounce on him because he's been a nightmare not to own. Um, Spy,
2: who do you like in this one? Yeah, sorry, we just got cut out a little bit there before, lads, but Luciano is is a hold for me at the moment just because I've got other positions to look at upgrading and and getting to the elite guys. So he's acting as that kind of seven-eighth man, fourth bench fella for me at the moment. But uh, in saying that long term, I'd like to upgrade into a real elite back rower, but at the moment I probably can't afford to do it at his price. Um, is a huge target in the coming weeks. I'm going to have a good look at how I'm going to get him in, but I probably – we'll get to it later, but I probably prefer to bring back Ponga first at a cheaper price. But certainly if you can get an off-loomer in your team, geez, safe. He just accumulates numbers, doesn't he? Uh, agree on Tessie Nudez. He looks, we looks look like at a pretty Very young.
1: Yep. Mate, sorry. Yeah, bit of a play out there. Mate, we look at the front row position and, guys, you know, you know who's the man to, to partner Payne House in the front row – um, I want a front rower with a ceiling and I spoke with Josh Papali before. What about TPJ?
2: Oh, I love him if you can if you can afford to have a crack at it. The problem is, as we've seen before, he he can easily get suspended. He's also had dodgy hemis in the past. So look, it's an upside play and one that I wouldn't mind having a crack at, but with everything that's gone on this year, I'm I'm probably not willing to take that gamble, but it's a good rank-chasing play. If you want to try a skyrocket and hope hope for a big upside front row, then you can have a crack and just hope he stays on the paddock for at least four or five weeks straight.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's it. He's a great one to chase points. He's got 114 on the weekend in 49 minutes, uh, which is just obscene. But, look, the fact that he played 49 minutes, there was no Matt Lodge there. Um, you know, Dave Fita, we thought he'd be back this week, but he looks like he's going to be another week or two. I just can't jump on with those minutes because he does rely on attacking stats. He doesn't have the base of other guys, but holy dooly, yeah, he he's one to look out for. Real
2: risky move. if You want to have a crack.
1: Yeah. Dragons-Bulldogs Saturday 3 p.m. at Wynn Stadium, another outstanding ground to watch footy from. At the Dragons, winger Jason Saab replaces Jordan Pereira in the only change from last week's win over Manly. At the Bulldogs, interim coach Steve Georgialis has recalled Lockie Lewis in the halves in place of Brandon Wakeham. Nick Meany swaps to fullback with Dallin Wattenis and Lesniak on the wing. Great move. Kerr Holland starts at center for the suspended Remus Smith. Jeremy Marshall King is back at starting hooker with Sioni Katara reverting to the bench. There's uh, a bit of a bludger here, NRL-wise and supercoach wise So we don't have to spend much, too much time on it. Um, but one that has taken my interest, Walson jumped on him last week. I don't know. He bored him, but he called him out as a superpod. Ben Hunt, mate.
0: Yeah, I mean if he stays on eighty minutes a hooker, you have to buy him. It's as simple as that. Um McGuinness at thirteen scares me a little bit. Um he, he still scored what sixty mid sixties in a game where he did basically nothing but run the ball. He wasn't tackling as much, but yeah, I wouldn't be rushing to sell McGinnis per se. Um and Zaki Lomax is obviously a certified keeper under my in, in my books right now.
1: Yeah, I am um, I I think Hunt could be an exceptional buy. He's under 400K, break even 18, so he's about to start seeing some big price rises. Mate, he's, he had 46 in base last week. I think he might have made something like 44 tackles. He's a serious option as a, a halfback, particularly a reserve halfback to, to Nathan Cleary there. Um, I think McKinnis played something like 68 minutes, so it might have been the first time all year he didn't play 80. I still think he's a keeper with those minutes, but you certainly wouldn't be rushing to buy at the moment. You might be able to get him a little bit cheaper um, Spy, any
2: thoughts on those guys? All I'll say is I've, I've had a target on McInnes for a while, haven't been able to get him, but he did go off with 12 to go last week, and I think they led 20 to 4 or something. They were cruising, so it might have just been a case of giving the bike a, a rest. He works his butt off. So that that could be all it is, and maybe he reverts back to 80 this week. So that will be a very close watch for me. And I'd agree on Ben Hunt. He's a serious buy option if he's playing 80, but I definitely don't think he's a must-buy because there's some good options in the halves. And I might personally just run with Cleary and Munster um, and just decide on Ben Hunt as an option as things go forward.
1: Yeah, well, I think I'm actually probably going to jump on the three halves option this week and have SJ, Cleary and Munster um, and then reassess in two or three weeks when the Sharks really easy run, dies off and SJ comes into some tougher games, maybe look to trade him off. But look, in that time, we can see how well his scoring can go from there. Rabdows V Knights, 5.30 p.m. Saturday at Bankwest Stadium. Hopefully the weather holds out and we get a dry game here because it would be very good for Supercoach scoring uh, and it should be a good game to match that. At the Rabdows, Luttrell Mitchell has been suspended, I believe that's for two games. I think he took the early guilty plea. Uh, so, yeah, two weeks for Luttrell, which makes him, you'd probably imagine, a sell. Campbell Graham's out with a facial fracture. Alex Johnston switches to fullback, Dane Gagai to centre. And Corey Allen and debutant Jackson Paulo come in on the wing. Uh, Mark Nichols has a chance of joining the staying on the bench if he beats a dangerous contact charge in judiciary. At the night, Jacob Saifiti start to prop for injured twin Daniel. Huge blow for Daniel Saifeti owners. He's been churning out some big numbers and some big Supercoach scores. Um, so a real blow for him. I'm not too sure lot, how, long he, how long he's out for at the moment, but we'll chase that up. Connor Watson, Mitch Barnett, Sione Matautia all return on the bench with Tex Hoy and Brody Jones making way. A bit going on there, Desi. What do you What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Ponga and Beth and um, and best of both selves. Yeah, um, I just don't think the Knights are playing the right type of game for them to cash in on Super Coach points. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that, but you know, I mean, Ponga was he was swinging left this week, which is what people wanted to see. He definitely looked more dangerous than the week before, but. 36 points or whatever, he's capable of doing that like multiple weeks in a row. It's just like I'd rather have two of there, to be honest.
1: Mate, well, uh, going off topic a little bit, but do you think two of has the ceiling for a, a, a to be in your top two fullbacks at the moment? I'm not convinced he does.
0: Mm, maybe, maybe not top two, but he's consistent. Oh. He'll consistently get you like 70s and 80s, which Ponga. Won't not not the way the knights are playing right now. That's why I traded him in, and he's and he's so cheap right now. RTS people forget how good he was last year. I I, I can see him returning to that sort of form. I don't I don't see why he wouldn't.
1: Yeah, he's mind-blowingly cheap. And mate, you you're pretty keen on Damien Cook as well, hey?
0: Oh yeah, Cook's hitting his straps. I, <laughs> I told you to bring him in, Timmy. You got to
1: listen. You,
0: you got to listen to the champ at some stage. Um, <laughs> yeah. If I if I was coming first right now and didn't have Cook, he'd be the guy I bring in straight away. He's running running the ball so much more and, like, Bennett's finally sort of got them going. They're generating some fast play, the balls off the back of Murray and Cody Walker, those sort of guys. The rabbits are starting to click and Cook will be the benefactor. He'll start turning up. Do
1: you see Cook and Harry Grant being the top two scoring halves for the rest of the season for the next 10 weeks?
0: No, no, it'll be Cook and Smith. Cook and Smith will be the top scorers. But, but Harry Grounds will be not far behind, and neither will Coruscant.
1: Yeah, it's tough, but then that's it. It's a, it's a great opportunity for pods. We know how high Cook can go. Um, Spy, lot going on there. What do you reckon? <coughs>
2: In response to my mate Desi, I agree on one thing and I disagree on another. Firstly, Cook, I I do agree, is a nice buy. Um, If you're in a position to do it, he's playing some good footy now. As you said, starting to run the ball a bit. In saying that, the hookers are going so well. So for a side like myself, I've got Harry Grant and Mappy Coruscant averaging over 70. So I'd rather get get into other positions first, get my side as good as it can, can be, and then maybe look at the hookers after that. But I have to disagree on Ponga. I'm not, I'm not saying this flat out confidently, but I feel like Ponga is – I sold him last week because I couldn't afford to give up the cash rises that were incoming. But watching that game on the weekend, I thought he looked really good again. He looked hungry. He had a way more touches than the week before. And Newcastle are frankly a better side with him touching the ball, some sort of balance between Pearce and Ponga. But I don't read too much into the Parramatta game. They're a serious side, Parramatta, this year. They could win the comp. they got great defence. So things didn't really fall Ponga in best way. And I think with their draw opening up a little bit, I'll have to check who they've got coming up. But I think it might be South and the Bulldogs. I certainly don't mind Ponga if you've held him. And, in fact, I'm even looking to bring him in. I may have done it this week if Hall hadn't been dropped. But potentially the week after, The price you'll get him at is seriously, seriously cheap from next week onwards. So I quite like him as a buy if you have sold him previously or if you didn't own him. And Bradman Best, I don't mind him either. He sort of had a couple of down weeks, but he's still got a really good base outside of the weekend when things just really went against him a little bit, I thought. Wasn't quite his day out, but I'm happy to to hold Best. Again, especially in price. He's lost a heap of his cash, so I don't really see the benefit in selling him now. Maybe you don't play him in your 17 if you're happy with the other players, but I'm going to hold on to him and hope he can get some attacking stats back to add to that base of his. Um, but we'll see what happens moving forward, boys, because it's a little bit of a mystery at Newcastle, and um, consistency probably is the question at the moment.
1: Yeah, I I don't like going against the champ, and I especially don't like backing up the spy, but... I I tend to agree. Um, I just think you've missed the value on Bradman Best. I think the spine nailed he's at He's at 380k now. I'm very confident he's going to exceed 450k again. He's got some big scores in him. We know that. He did it very early on in the year. Um, and I was watching last weekend on the verge of a nervous breakdown, watching Pollen not get stats, but... You know what? I was pretty impressed. I think you touched on it, Des, but he started playing on that left side again, which was really promising to see. He looked good, and I think it was just Parramatta stifling his and the Knights' attack. They just, they're just they a serious football <coughs> side this year, as we know. Um, but, I mean, he had nine tackle bars. I think he had 17 runs. Um, he's going to be close to 500 grand next week, um, and I think he'll be by far and above the best buy next week um, over a lot of people. Um, I think Pappenhausen to him next week will be exceptional, so look out for that. But um, I've still got a fair bit of faith in Ponger and I still think he's the number two fullback um, to obviously James Tedesco while Tommy Chaboy which is unavailable. Um, Damian Cooks averaging 82 points over the last five rounds, so um, I will eye him off Desi and I, I, I'm eyeing him off this week if I can fit him and Munster in, but it might be a bit too much of a leap. Um... Moving on to the Seagulls and Eels, Saturday, 7.35pm at Lotto Land. This should have been a good game, but poor old uh, Manly decimated by injuries, so I don't think it will be the way we're seeing Parramatta play at the moment. At Manly, Morgan Boyle adds to the injury list. Taniella Paseka starts a prop. Corey Waddell joins the bench. At the Eels, Junior Paulo is included despite a back-twins ruling him out of the second half last week. Um, and rookie Stefano Utakamano gets a second game despite a slight biosecurity breach after full-time against the Knights. Uh, A little bit going on there. Junior Paulo has got to be a bit of a worry. I was really eyeing him off as a buyer last week, but you look at those back spasms that he had last week, we know that's a pretty famous injury uh, made famous in Supercoach circles by Jai Arrow over the last couple of years, who just goes off out of nowhere when those back spasms play up. Um Desi, do you like anything at your uh, your Manly Seagulls? Marty to Power's still pretty good value.
0: Yeah, To pretty much the only good value. I mean, Jake Jerboyvich as well, he's the forgotten gun of the second row, Jakey. But yeah, as a Manly fan, I can say that they they they've hit rock bottom. Um I just don't see them competing in any games until Turbo and AFB are both back. Like that game they played um on Sunday. That's the worst I've seen Manly play in 10 years. Honestly, it was it was terrible.
1: It was a tough watch because we know how resilient they've been under Desi Hasler the last couple of years, even with stacks of injuries. But it's finally like they just gave in under the weight of injuries on the weekend, and it was it was a tough watch. Um, not that I'm a big Manly fan anyway, so it didn't worry me too much. But what about the
0: Eels, mate? Oh, uh, yeah, Dylan Brown, the absolute star. Um, alongside Ryan Madden's, Madison, of course. Um, can you
1: share your halves with people?
0: My halves? Yeah. My halves right now are Dylan Brown and Carl Flanagan and going to be Munster. So I'm going to be running the, the trifecta. Uh, I think Brown's just got a huge ceiling on him. Um, he was a bit stunted in that last game and he still managed 60-odd. Um, he, like with Moses out, he's just going to be getting all those force dropouts. He He knows how to run the ball as well. He can pass tackles, break the line. And I don't mind Sean Lane outside him either. I reckon Sean Lane's a pretty good pod um, as well. Uh, Who else are the Eels? Guff, though, he will continue to score well until Moses is back. Um, Nathan Brown as well is is a player that people should be on people's radars. Um, He put in a huge effort on the weekend, I thought. Very dangerous player. Um, He can break the line. He can offload, and his work rate's just immense.
1: Yeah, lots of questions from 18 minutes on the weekend, uh, Nathan Brown. So he's piqued a lot of interest for people, and rightly so. Seriously, I'm I'm not sure that'll continue, but, I mean, he's he's been playing pretty good minutes around the 60-minute margin anyway this year. Um, So a pretty serious pod there. Um, Spy, a lot to cover in that game. What are your thoughts? And I particularly would like your thoughts on Gutho and Sevo. I know you're a massive
2: Sevo fan. There'll be people looking at bringing them in this week. Any interest for you? Uh, I wouldn't be grabbing them this week. I think... It could be wet in Sydney, potentially, over the weekend. I'd suggest everyone takes a close look come Thursday afternoon at the weather because there's some night games going around Sydney. And if it's wet, I like Sebo a lot less. But if it dries up, then obviously he could do a job on Manly. I still really like Sebo as a target in a couple of weeks when he's a bit cheaper. And Gutherson, I feel like if you're going to get Gutherson, you're probably going to do it last week. Not to say you can't get it this week, but if you're going to go Guston this week, then maybe there's some other options out there. Sevo, um, as I said, remains a target for me in the near term. And Nathan Brown, just on to him. I guess this is the one year you can really have a crack at Brown with so many trades on offer. But just be aware he does not string many games to, to, together historically, so you might be trading him out as early as next week or in a few weeks. But if he can stick to a run, he's got serious points in him. I remember starting with him last year and he lasted 22 minutes in the opening game, I think. So just be aware of the risks there, guys, um, of what, what he could bring. But, yeah, his upside's huge. Um, and outside of that, Desi sort of touched on all the various points there, which I tend to agree with. Yeah,
1: Gutho, for me, I think the, the ship sailed on that one. He's over 700K. He should continue to score well while kicking goals while uh, Mitchy Moses is out, but uh, I do think you've missed the boat. Um, Micah Sivo, I still don't mind. He's about 600K. I think the difference between them, despite 100K, Sivo uh, you're locking in as a genuine keeper. I think, Gutho, you're probably looking at trading to a, a Ponga in a few weeks' time or Tommy Chaboyevich when he's fit, so I'd be happy to pay that big coin for Sivo. Um and Nathan Brown's an interesting one as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm not convinced. I'd like to see him play big minutes again this week. Um, he would have played extra minutes last week with junior Paulo going off. So if Paulo's back doesn't play up on him, I expect Nathan Brown back to 60 where I don't think he's quite a buy, but yeah, one to have a bit of a look at anyway. Uh, now, to still a good buy in my opinion next week, probably not so much. I don't <clears> think he's a keeper. He only played 44 minutes on the weekend without Fanua Blake, which astounded me. I really thought he'd play up to sort of 55, 60, but the value still there. just don't expect him to be a keeper this year. Warriors v Sharks, Sunday 2pm at Central Coast Stadium. Sharks should do a number on them, but who knows what's going on with this year. Um, at the Warriors, Cody Nicorema returns from a head knock in place of Chanel Harris Tevita. Elias Katoa, the popular cheapie from earlier in the year, a few people would still be holding on to him. He returns from an ankle injury and he's starting in the back row, which is big news for his price rises and falls. Uh, Jack Murchie moves to the reserves. At the Sharks, Ronaldo mouly is back from a knee injury, knee injury displacing Nana McDonald on the wing. Uh, we do expect Mouly-Talo to go onto his right wing, um, pushing Sioni Katao to the left. Bad news for Katawa owners who didn't score real well on the weekend. Toby Rudolph, I still got him, playing at lock, starts at lock. Jack Williams, great footballer, not a great set of hands on him. He's been dropped. Andrew Fafida is also out. Scott Sorenton and Connor Tracy, the new faces on the bench, Kinda uh, Tracy on the bench, you'd expect to eat into a few minutes of Blake Braley. Mm-hmm. So um, as well as Blake Braley's been going and could score well here, might only play sort of 60, 65 minutes, so just be wary of that.
0: Um, Des, anything here? Yeah, actually, I actually reckon this will be the game of the round. I can see sort of yeah. lo- lots of points being scored in this one from both teams. It's the kind of game where both RTS and SJ could both turn up. Um, Tohu Harris, also outstanding some people were obviously worried about Tavonga's return, but I just don't see it slowing him down at all. He's, he's going to score 80 every week. And if you're highly ranked and want to consolidate, he's your man for, for me. Um, as for the Sharks, Ramian, I, I reckon he should score pretty well this week. It's just both, two, two teams with bad defence. Um, that, that, yeah, that, that, that pretty much wraps it up this game for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. If they get dry weather, um, I'm with you, there could be plenty of points. The Sharks face the Warriors, Dragons, Broncos, Eels, and Titans in the next five weeks. That is a serious war run. I think Maddie Moylan out hurts all their attacking players, but it will mean that SJ is going to get a lot of ball So I think you've got to be um, looking seriously at Kanala players and their attackers over the next couple of weeks, or probably from this week onwards. Um, Spire, what do you reckon on that?
2: Yeah, that's not a whole lot to add to that. Um hit the nail on the head, Tim. If you did want some Sharks players, they have a nice run coming up. I still own Jesse Ramian, so I really hope – I'd love him to score a double for me um, before I'm moving on at some stage. Rogers is going to be a nice watch this weekend to see if he can roll on after the back of last week. That's two of us a check for the Warriors. Um, To Harris, yeah, he just keeps plugging along, doesn't he? I don't know how many minutes Jazz Tavunga played last week, but when his minutes inevitably increase, maybe that impacts him a little bit. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, But outside of that, nothing major to ride home a bit. I'm about outside of probably Sioni Katoa watch on the right edge there. If he does swing to the left on the back of his low score last week, um, owners may want to look at selling him. But obviously, if you hold, there's the potential upside there. So a tough decision to be made
1: there. Yeah, it's a real tough one on Katoa. (laughs) With that run, you'd be tempted to hold. But gee, that play on that left edge is going to affect him a fair bit. But look, I think with the run, I'd be tempted to hold on to Katoa, especially he's still a pretty good pod. Desi, you talk about when your luck's down, your luck's down. You had a, two really good trades last week with RTS and Ken Mamalo. Mamalo's expected to fly home to New Zealand after this week. I don't think it's 100% confirmed, but it sounds like he'll be gone for you from next weekend due to personal reasons.
0: Yeah, what can you do? What can you do? That's super good for <laughs> you. Your luck's in or it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You have Ken Mamalo flying home. I have James Tedesco getting unicorns and Kurt Mann dumping his score out of nowhere. <laughs> you oh, just can I, just, like
0: can you I just talk about Nathan Cleary's unicorns? Jesus Christ. <laughs> he got, what, 5 try tri-contributions out of nowhere. Like, no other halfback gets those TCs when they chip it onto the fullback. It's The, the Roosters don't even get that. Uh, yeah, you just – yeah, some, some players are favoured much more than others in terms of unicorns and Nathan Cleary – you, you you can't win Super coach without query He just gets too many points out of nowhere. They they <laughs> give them to him. He also deserves all as he can play a bit as well. <laughs> he can play a bit, but he didn't he didn't deserve four TCs. I'd give him maybe two. I'm gonna go back
2: and have a look at the highlights after this and I'll let you know my thoughts. I did watch it, but I was at the pub, I think, on Sunday other. Um
1: on to the final game of the round, Panthers v. Cowboys, Sunday, four oh five PM at Panthers Stadium. Talk about potential maulings. This could be massive for Penrith. And, again, they've got a really friendly draw coming up as well. Uh, Dean Vare returned with Brent Naden moving to the wing in place of Charlie Staines. Poor old Charlie breached some uh, biosecurity measures after he's 158. Staines, what's got four tries. He could have, if he ever gets back on the field, which he will in time, the highest single-round price rise of all time, and it'd be for a winger. Um, So if you can bust out another good score or two on return, that's something to look forward to. At the Cowboys, Val Holmes is set to be sidelined for two months with an ankle injury. That's a massive blow for the poor old cows. Justin O'Neill returns on the wing. Mitch Dunn, the back rower, replaces Scott Drinkwater at 5'8", who says he's out with a knee injury. I wouldn't be shocked if that was dropped, but that might be a little bit dramatic. Um, Dayan Assi debuts on the bench with Peter Holler out. Um, Dez, what do you reckon in that one, mate? You've got to be looking pretty tough at the uh the Panthers players over the next couple of weeks, don't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Penrith pretty much yeah, they'll they'll flog them. Um but the battle of the Ford packs will be of interest. I think Tomolo and McGuire will really try to step it up against the likes of uh Tamo, Fisher Harris, and Yeo. But yeah, at the end of the day, Cleary will control the game and he'll set up a couple of tries for those bold enough to throw a late captain on him. If if you're gonna um, not straight Captain Teddy and VC Teddy. Cleary's your man if you're going to save the captain to the very end.
1: Mate, that's a, it's a really good shout. And, I mean, we'll get to captains a little bit in a minute, but if you are looking to go outside of Teddy, um, I'm with you. I think Cleary could go massive in this one. If you don't own Nathan Cleary, um, get him in. He's going to they play the Cows this week and then the Titans next week, and he could easily turn up in both of those games there's stephen Crichton uh is a pretty popular buyer this week got hundred and fifteen on the weekend he's four hundred and thirty two k negative thirty three break even uh any temptation for you
0: um yeah well i might i might trade mamalo to him if Momolo's are definitely not out i mean yeah as a mansoor owner, i wasn't very happy because he he doesn't pass to him it, it, Mansour was Shoot, who's chewing for 100 points, but yeah, Crichton just wasn't passing to him. And if he's not going to pass, he's, I mean, yeah, he's a sleep coach bye pretty much.
1: Yeah, um, and that's it. I'll i probably be going against him due to the fact that he scored, he scored some stupid amount of tries this year, but again, that's off the back of a lot of talent, um, off a red hot Panthers outfit, and they've got a good draw, so there's no reason why he can't continue that. And there's money to be made there. Um, Spy, what do you reckon?
2: Mates, I, I have a huge watch on Penrith. With their upcoming draw, both short-term and long-term, if you, if you check them out, their rest-of-season run is as good as anyone's in the whole competition. Mm. Um, Josh Mansell is a huge watch for me. He's dropping some price. He works so hard. As Desi mentioned, he just needs to get a bit of ball to him. So whether that happens, I'm not quite sure yet. I was tempted to bring him in this week, but I think I'm going to bring in Ikevalu instead with the Roosters run and how hot they're going at the moment. Um, Jerome Luar still remains a good player. He's sort of sitting on my bench at the moment in behind Munster, as it were, and he's doing a good job. Cleary, I agree with Desi. He could be a sneaky captaincy option Sunday afternoon if you don't have Tedesco or you're worried about a wet night in Sydney upsetting Teddy's scores this week. He could go huge. Cleary and my little pod that I was looking at this afternoon Dylan Edwards he's a really hard worker I started with him last year as a bit of a pod play but he was coming back from injury and didn't quite hit his straps he now is playing good footy again in a really red hot side and as mentioned with the run they have and coming off the back of a ton so he'll make some cash maybe he's a sneaky pie if it's something that suits your team um, How much yeah does I don't have him in front of me, mate. But it's not five hundred thirty-five k. Five thirty-five, averaging about seventy. Yeah, so, he's averaging
1: seventy-eight points in his four yeah. games this year.
0: Yeah, so yeah, he, he could he's be available like, at Zanueng. No, just fullback. fullback oh, Joss Fullback. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. It
0: could be a sneaky no, I couldn't one. Do it.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. maybe a two-week play with coming off a small break. Even he's got our uh, Cowboys and Titans. Then flip him up to Ponga, probably for a profit, which could be huge. Um, outside of that, uh, hammer to buy for dough, the hammer, um, he worries me He only scored what 12 on the weekend at fullback and wouldn't shock me if he did some, does something similar. I'll probably look to trade him ASAP unless he shows me something else this weekend.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, lads, we've already sort of half chatted about it, but, um, just go over it one more time. Des, the trades you're looking at this week.
0: Well, I was thinking of moving on to Noah Brown to be Marty to Powell. Um and for the second trade, Arrow to Butcher. Um, they were the only ones that were making sense, but now that Monster's back, I think I might have to nuff out Arrow and, um yeah, it it's gonna pay me to trade out Lui, but I think it's the only way to get Monster in. That's fair. Yeah Yeah, mate, I've
1: got the same. I've um I've got uh, what's you know, Corey Pax still as my backup halfback, so I can't quite get enough money to go him straight to Munster and do a switcheroo, so I think I'm going to have to go to Luai as well, and I haven't really been playing in my 17s, but I think Luai is a pretty good player in 17s for the next two weeks, but I think he's the man that's got to become Munster for me. Um, I'm not too sure of my other trade at the moment. Um, Spy, what have you got?
2: Yeah, Ryan Hall to Ikavalu for reasons mentioned previously. End of a Red Hot Roosters back line with a good run and money to be made. And the other one, I'm finally upgrading one of my front rowers. So I've got Carrigan and Haas in there at the moment, but I'll be upgrading Tanua Brown to probably Takiyaho at this stage.
1: Yeah. And, Spy, can you make a case not to Captain James Tedesco this week, particularly with the wet weather around?
2: I'm probably mad to be even considering it, to be honest, considering how he's going. But if it is raining and the Raiders will be desperate, I'm just wondering if possibly they do, they just have one of those really gritty games and maybe it's a slippery night. In saying that, does Teddy still score 80 or 90, even in those conditions? Realistically, mm-hmm. come Thursday, I'll probably captain him 98%. But there are a few good options this weekend. you got Munster against the Titans, Cam Smith Titans, Cleary against Cowboys. So Ooh. it's probably one of the rare weeks I won't just be 100% Hundred and ten percent, Captaining Teddy
0: straight up.
1: Yeah, uh, Dez, you're a non-Teddy owner. Who are you gonna throw the C on this week? As the spy said, there's some good options out there.
0: Yeah, I think I was I was gonna VC Poppinhausen against the Titans. I mean, owners who've held him this long, literally, we've waited for this game. This is the game to do it. Um, and I expect him to go big, and I'll probably loop him. But if that if that uh fails, then I think I'll just go safe and sound with Tamalolo. I expect him to be fired, um, fired up to take on that big Penrith forward pack. It's a bit boring, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I might just straight Captain Munster. Who knows?
2: Get on it, mate. Have a crack. Just that injury is the concern for Munster. A, definitely play. I'm just, I'll be nervous until he actually runs out that they don't do a late switch if he doesn't pull up 100%. And the other thing is if they're carving up, does he get an early rest potentially then?
1: Hmm. I remember early in the year, Des just out of nowhere, he was going with a real popular captain, and it might have been Payne Haas. The the podcast that week said it's just Payne Haas every week. You can't not captain him. And then it got to like Friday and I said stuff and I'm putting it on Nathan Cleary and he turned up. And I bet the same thing happens this week. I can dazzle cave in the thought of that 200 plus score and I reckon he goes Nathan Cleary. I don't even <laughs> have
0: Cleary
1: though. <laughs> oh, you just don't. Alright. I, I know you I know, want to go big.
0: I, so I can't go cleary.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got you. Alright, you'll go monster then. I know I know how you think, no.
0: mate. Oh, I might Dez, go straight on puppy.
2: Yeah. Oh. Des you're just playing mind games, um. this stage, aren't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can play. I'm ranked twenty thousand. <laughs> Uh, you'll be right Uh,
1: guys we'll take a few questions then wrap it up um for any subscribers out there if we don't get to any of your questions here which i'm sure there'll be a few um we've been doing our little subscriber special podcast each week we've done it the last two weeks desi's done it uh carlos runner-up last year will be doing it this week or he should be um so when i get the story out there either tonight or tomorrow just whack your questions on that and then we'll get to that in that little podcast um We'll start with one from Rob Horsburgh, hopefully related to Corey Horsburgh because who wouldn't want to be related to Corey Horsburgh? Was always planning on getting Teddy for run from round 11. I'm losing too many head-to-heads not having him. Is it worth punting McInnes to get him in now or double downgrade this week to bring him in next week? So basically he's asking from what sounds like a head-to-head point of view. Um, But I suppose the the real question there is, Des – You're not getting on Teddy because you're you're being very proud and don't want to, but with the toughest matchup with the Raiders this week, can you wait till next week to Teddy or generally speaking, would it have to be this week?
0: No, I think you can wait. Uh, Yeah, the Raiders, yeah, they they might turn up, honestly. I think Teddy, he'll still score well, no doubt. He'll still go 80, 90, probably 100 just off tackle bus alone. Even in wet weather, he'll be slippery and slimy. We all know Teddy um but yeah you definitely have to get him in if you want to be serious in head-to-head if you're in cash comps
1: yeah. um and yeah look i think personally you pains me to say it but you can probably wait one week for teddy um for those reasons mentioned about the raiders um but absolutely no later than next week spy any case to potentially wait one week on teddy or just get him in
2: Look, I probably wouldn't just get it done now. The risk being if you wait a week and he scores 120, 130 again, he's going to be worth a million bucks by next Tuesday. So I'd probably just get him in.
1: Yeah. Um, We could have some – we'll probably have a similar view on this. Des, Matthew Gibson asked, Ponga or Paps to Teddy this week? Or if Munster named, which he has been, do I get Munster this week and Teddy next?
0: Uh Yeah. Definitely not paps this week. You wouldn't be trading out paps against the Titans. Uh if if you're gonna do Ponga or Paps, it would be Ponga. But yeah, Munster's the go. A hundred percent Monster.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Matt. I'd be going Munster this week. Um definitely keep Paps and then I think I think Paps to Teddy next week um is the go. And then you've got some serious five eights and fullbacks there. Um spy Jeff Fletcher asked. Stephen Crichton for the price rise or straight to Nofaluma?
2: Honestly, mate, depends on your side. If you really need some cash and some quick grabs, I like the idea in the centres of grabbing someone who's going to jump dramatically in the next two weeks and then upgrading. So if you need to do that in order to make the rest of your side look good, then go for it. On the flip side, if you've got enough money and elite players in your team, then you could go straight to Nofaluma right now, especially against Brisbane, but... Yeah, if you need the cash, you can you can use that jump, that bridge for sure.
1: Yep. Uh, Dazzy, jshk6 asks, should I trade Mansour out for Crichton from Panthers or a different winger? Uh, that's the straight question. Yeah, Mansour to Crichton.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. Mansour just – he's been so good, but with Crichton's inside him, it's absolutely stunted his points, so – yeah, I'm tempted to hold Mansour for now, to be honest. I think he's playing well enough. He's tackle busting. He, he wasn't injured or anything. He, he just got unlucky. I'd
1: keep Mansour 100% there. Yeah, I would too. It's very sideways. It, it might earn you a bit of coin, but, gee, Mansour has hardly put a foot wrong this year, so I'd be holding um, Mansour on that one. Um, Michelle Burke is looking at the little uh, sneaky two-week trade option I'd imagine that we spoke about before. Who's the better pick out of Josh Adokar and Branko Lee? Who do you reckon, Spy?
2: I'd always go a winger in that case. I'm not sure if Branko will be sent as a wing this week. So get on Adokar on the left edge and hope he can plough over for three to five tries for you. Who have you got there, Des?
1: Adokar. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, so would I. He could go huge in that. Um, James Squires. James Squizzo Squires. Is McInnes still a buy now? He's starting at lock. What do you think his points loss gain will be, Des?
0: Yeah, it's, that's a really tough question. It's a hard one to answer. I, I still think he's a keeper. Um, whether he's a buy or not is is a different question. Uh, I don't – yeah, I, I like Ben Hunt at hooker. I actually prefer him more at halfback. I think McInnes is the best hooker. But, yeah, he still scored mid-60s, so – I think he's probably he maybe loses 10, 15 points a game, but I probably wouldn't buy him. Mm.
2: What do you reckon on that, Spy? Mate, I I think McInnes is going to be a superstar still, but there's just that huge question mark on minutes. It was the first time getting named in the 13 jersey last weekend, and he only played 68. But as I said, was that purely because they were beating Manly convincingly? St. George probably won't be beating too many sides convincingly this year. So... I'd be If he can do it, I'd be watching McInnes closer this week. If he plays 80, jump on next week 100%. I think his output's still going to be outstanding per minute. But if he plays 65 again, then you may need to reassess um, this time next week.
1: Yeah, I own um, – I still think he'd <coughs> be an absolute keeper, but I think it's worth – I think he's got a pretty high break him. so I'd be happy to wait a week or two um, and then look to get him in. There's some serious buys this week, so i happy to wait on McInnes – um, that's it for tonight, lads. Desi, cheers, mate. Good return.
0: Cheers, boys. Always a
1: pleasure.
2: <clears throat> Thank you, Spite. Thanks, boys. Good to be having a bit of banter again, Desi, um, and we'll catch up soon enough, I'm <laughs> sure. All right. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in.